blocked by Polak and Rice. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us here today, and thank you and everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to talk about on today's show. The Islanders players making their feelings known about the five-day layover in the middle of this road trip. We'll also talk about Simeon Varlamov, who is now off the IR and back as a member of the active roster. We'll talk about what that means for the Islanders and their goaltending situation going forward. And um, we will also be starting to think a little bit ahead to the UBS Arena as a, a milestone reached there during the last day or two. So that, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a popular scorer from the 90s who played a big part in the 1993 playoff run. All of that and more coming up on today's show. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, or a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email, and we'll have one uh, for tomorrow's show. There's always room for more. So make sure uh, you check us out on for that tomorrow. Uh, the email address to send us an email, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name, first name, and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. Let's start with the big news. Simeon Varlamov, off the injured reserve. He is now on the active roster. We mentioned on the show earlier this week that the Islanders had put backup goalie Corey Schneider on waivers. This move activating Varley is certainly the logical extension or you know, the logical thing that follows that move of putting Corey Schneider on IR. And look, a lot of people are speculating that the great play the last couple of games by Ilya Sorokin is going to make things more difficult for the Islanders. They're not going to be sure who their starting goalie is. No, 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 no. Listen to me. This is a good problem to have. You've got Simeon Varlamov, one of the better goalies in the league right now. You've got Ilya Sorokin, one of the better up-and-coming goalies in the league right now. You've got both of these guys as options to play for your team. Don't tell me that's a problem. And Barry Trotz 
is going to allow these two goalies to probably alternate games for a while. Not sure who's going to get the start on Saturday, but it really doesn't matter, does it? Uh, You'll start to see them alternate. Maybe eventually one of them will become the hot hand, quote-unquote, and they'll ride the hot hand for a few games. But realistically, at the end of the day, what you want is to have both of your goalies play enough games to be sharp, but not play too many games that they get tired. And the important thing is to have your goalie playing his best hockey come April, May, maybe even, hopefully, June, when the playoffs are going strong. So getting Varlamov back is a good thing. And again, I think we'll see a 50-50 split. Last year, if you remember, during the playoff run, the Islanders needed both goalies in order to advance to the conference final and get to Game 7. Wouldn't have beaten Pittsburgh in the opening round without Ilya Sorokin. In the second round, Sorokin started to struggle a little bit. Bam! Back comes Varlamov, and he does an outstanding job and gets the Islanders all the way to Game 7. And he played great in almost every game uh, in the second and third round of those playoffs, with the exception maybe of one uh, that I can recall off the top of my head. So getting Varley back, a definite plus, and not a problem to figure out who the goalie is. You know what? Who the number one goalie is, and I'll put that in air quotes for those of you who are listening to the podcast rather than watching it on YouTube. That may change three or four times between now and the start of the playoffs. But the important thing is, by having two quality goaltenders available, you give your team a chance to win every night, you make sure that both goalies are rested, and look, let's face it, there also can be, and hopefully will be, a healthy competition between the two goalies that Varley and Sorokin are able to push each other and, you know, say, hey, I can't take a game off. I know if I play poorly a couple of games in a row, the other guy is going to be in the goal and he may not relinquish that spot. It puts a little pressure on both of them to perform, to stay sharp, to, to play their best, and yet it also allows them both to be well-rested. And let's face it, the reason the Islanders delayed activating Varlamov at the beginning of the season, they probably could have had him back in training camp a little bit sooner. But the reason they delayed is because the Islanders organization knows. They know that it is more important to have your goalies healthy and ready to go in the playoffs than it is in October. And yeah, two points in October is the same as two points in March or April. But in October, it, you know, you have more of a chance to make things up. March, April, into the playoffs, that's clutch time. You want Varley and Ilya both healthy, both ready to go, both playing at a very high level come playoff time, come the stretch drive, and that's what the goal of this 
whole situation is. One other piece of news that I definitely wanted to discuss, the banners went up to the rafters at the UBS Arena on, uh, I believe it was on Tuesday, may have been Wednesday, but bottom line, the banners are up. It Having those banners up there, even though this is, you know, the Islanders are the anchor tenant, the, the number one tenant of this rink, of this arena, having those banners up there make it feel like home. And you bring the spirit of a Brian Trottier and a Mike Bossy and a Dennis Potvin and a Bill Torrey and an Al Arbor. You bring the spirit and the uh, great things that they brought to this organization and those four Stanley Cup banners. You bring all of that to your new home. The banners symbolize that. And for fans and, and certainly on social media, people reacting it was absolutely great to see those banners go up. When we come back, we will discuss how the players are dealing with this five-day gap. Is it a problem for them? Do they like it? Uh, how are they handling this long break in between games? We'll talk about that. Plus, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website. To sign up today and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. And yes, because you're a Locked On Islanders listener, you will get free money to bet at betonline.ag. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So check out Bet Online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Again, we're free and available on all platforms, and now that includes YouTube. So check us out. Just do a little search on YouTube for Locked On Islanders. And you can watch this podcast instead of just listening to it. So the Islanders have this five-day break. And in a season where, you know, you have an Olympic break and that compresses the schedule a little bit because for three weeks, the league is going to shut down entirely during the Olympics. Well, uh, it's rare that you're going to have this big of a break. And for the Islanders, this break comes just as they were starting to play a little bit better. You know, they, they got off to the 0-2 start. Um, they're now 3-2-1 and and, you know, 3-0-1 oh, uh, in their last four. You would think, hey, you know, we're, we're ready to go. No, not, not. Most of the players are welcoming this break. Here's what Matt Martin had to say. Yeah, it's definitely weird schedule-wise, but I think we'll try to use that time to get some rest and recover. 
To start the season on this long road trip is a big challenge. And then a few guys got the flu bug. Uh, I guess he's talking about Anders Lee uh, and J.G. Pajot. Uh, it's going around. It gives everyone a chance to reset and re-energize and focus on the second part of the trip. Casey Sezikis added, It'll be nice. I think every guy is excited to get back, to see their family, have a few days at home, get the body ready again, get the mind fresh. It's going to be nice to get back there and have a couple of days to ourselves. And look, let, let, let's face it. It is not easy to deal with a 13-game road trip at any point in the NHL season. And for the New York Islanders, this is, this is the second longest road trip in the history of the NHL and the longest in Islanders franchise history. Clearly, having this break in the middle of this road trip is beneficial. And look, there there's still a lot of miles left on this road trip. And that's something that you got to remember. Look, November 20th is when it ends. So you go at Nashville this Saturday afternoon, at Montreal, at Winnipeg, at Minnesota. Then you come back to the New York metropolitan area to visit New Jersey on Veterans Day, November 11th. And then one more trip down to Florida at Tampa Bay and at Florida on back-to-back days. That is still a grueling, grueling road trip. Seven more games left on this one. And it isn't going to be easy. So giving a team five days in the middle of it, really not a bad thing. And I think the Islanders will use it to their advantage. It certainly allowed Simeon Varlamov to be healthy again and, and, and be ready. And that's certainly a good thing. And the other thing is this. You got, you know, guys playing such good hockey right now. Look at Matthew Barzal. You know, through six games, one thing I love right now, Matthew Barzal leading the team with 21 shots on goal. One thing that a lot of Islander fans have complained about over the course of uh, recent years, and it's not just Varley, uh, not just Barzy, rather. Guys don't shoot the puck enough. Seeing Matthew Barzal average three and a half shots on goal per game so far is an encouraging thing from an Islanders perspective. Oliver Wallstrom and Kyle Palmieri tied next at 15. Again, you just want to see some of these guys shoot the puck more. A couple of players who I might be a little concerned about because of their lack of offensive production. Zach Parise, yet to register a point. I'm not that concerned about Parise. He's not going to put up 30 goals this year in an Islanders uniform. I can tell you that right now. The point is he's playing sound hockey. He's doing the things he needs to do. He's got 12 shots in six games, so two shots on goal per game. And if he keeps doing things the right way, 
his point production will come. Anders Lee, you know, missed one of the six games. He, he I'm a little more concerned about because only one goal through five games is not the kind of start you need from Anders Lee. Uh, but I, I'm not worried yet. I mean, he's still coming back. This is his first few games back off the surgery and missed a game because of an illness, probably was weakened in the first game back afterwards because of the illness. So, you know, am I concerned about Anders Lee? A little bit, but not a lot. Uh, if three games from now he still only has one goal and no assists, then I think it's time to be a little bit more concerned. But overall, uh, again, what we've seen from Anders Lee, he's still going to the net. He is still uh, getting into those dirty areas, being physical, making the plays he needs to make. And I'm not really that worried about him for that reason. Uh, Noah Dobson, however, is a player I am a little bit more concerned about. And, you know, Dobson is a plus four. He's got three assists in six games. You look at the stat sheet and you'd be like, oh yeah, Noah Dobson, doing a great job. Shaky in his own end. Not, you know what? I, I, I hate to even put it this way, but the thing that's concerning me about Noah Dobson is his defensive play and his inability to, to sort of skate the puck up the ice. And maybe... I'm asking Noah Dobson to be Nick Letty, and that's not fair to Noah Dobson. But whatever it's going to be, the Islanders either have, Dobson either has to do some of the things that the system calls on that Letty did last year, or Barry Trotz has to make a few minor adjustments to the system to play more to Dobson's strengths so that Noah Dobson can be more productive uh, and, and more consistent. So, you know, they broke up the duo of Chara and Dobson. I think that was wise. Dobson now been paired more with Andy Green, with Mayfield being paired with Zdeno Chara. For now, that's working, but I think we will continue to see changes and mixes and matches with regard to the defensive pairings uh, as we move forward. So, yeah, there's a lot going on right now, even though there's no games. And, and the good part is just a couple more days until the Islanders return to the ice and uh, looking forward to that game Saturday afternoon in the Music City. When we come back, we have our Islanders birthday of the day, and it is a player who was a big part of the team's success in the early to mid-90s. Uh, we'll talk about him and one of his better games with the Islanders, plus a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. 
and their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet, and you can go and explore their website to find all the solutions to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, we want to wish a very happy birthday, uh, a very happy 55th birthday. The former Islanders winger Benoit Hogue. Hogue originally drafted by the Buffalo Sabres in the second round back in 1985. Made his NHL debut during the 87-88 season with Buffalo and then was traded to the Islanders in the Pat LaFontaine deal early in the 1991-92 season. And I'll tell you, in his first three seasons with the Islanders, Benoit Hogue was lights out. 30 goals in just 72 games in 91-92, 33 goals in 92-93, 36 goals in 93-94. So Hogue, you know, really productive during his three close to full seasons with the Islanders. 94-95, he slumped and then was traded to Toronto, later played for Dallas, Tampa Bay, the then Phoenix Coyotes, Boston, and Washington didn't really end his NHL career till the end of the 2001-2002 season. 863 games, 222 goals, 543 points. You add a 92 playoff game, 17 goals, 33 points there. And Hogue, tell you, he was good with the puck, good passer, good shot, had some speed, and overall just a, a, a great teammate and, you know, easy guy to talk to and relate to. We're going to go back to one of Benoit Hogue's better games with the Islanders, April 5th, 1994, at what was then called the U.S. Airways Arena in Landover, Maryland. Islanders taking on the Washington Capitals. Jamie McLennan was in goal for the Isles. Don Beaupre was the goalie for Washington. And it was the Capitals getting on the board first with Derek King off for high sticking. Randy Burridge pots a power play goal. His 25th from Joey Juno and Kevin Hatcher. Isles trailed 1-0 after 1. No scoring at all in the second period. And in the third, the Islanders get into uh, a little trouble on their own power play. Pat Peak was off for tripping. But Kelly Miller scored a shorthanded goal for Washington, his 11th from Kevin Hatcher, and all of a sudden, the Islanders are down 2 to nothing. But it didn't stay that way for long. Benoit Hogue, our Islanders' birthday of the day, pots his 32nd goal of the year. Uwe Krupp and Darius Kasparitis with the assists at 5.30. And a minute and 54 seconds later, Pierre Turgeon ties the game, his 35th from Steve Thomas at 7.26. Isles 2, Capitals 2, with 4.32 left in regulation. Michael Pavanka, an unassisted goal, his 13th, gives Washington back the lead. The Islanders pull their goalie, and Ray Ferraro ties it, his 19th, give an assist to our Islanders' birthday of the day, Benoit Hogue and Marty McGinnis. At 19.17, this game goes 
to overtime. And in the overtime period, Benoit Hogue, our Islanders' birthday of the day, gets the game winner, his 33rd of the year, Ray Ferraro and Brad Delgarno with the helpers at 334. Final score in overtime, Islanders beating the Washington Capitals by a score of 4-3 to for Benoit Hogue, two goals, one assist in this game. He was a plus two and had four shots on goal. His overtime goal obviously was the game winner and the four shots on goal were the most of any Islander. Islanders uh, and Capitals both with 27 shots on goal. Jamie McLennan, 24 saves to earn the win. So again, Benoit Hogue is our Islanders birthday of the day. Happy 55th birthday to him and many happy and healthy more. Tomorrow, we will be back. We will have a preview of Saturday's game in Nashville. So we'll be discussing that and a whole lot more. Make sure you join us right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.